Hello, welcome to episode two, 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 actually, just two, okay, scratch that, retake. Hello, welcome to episode two of my podcast, Transitions. My name is Norma. Okay, I'm trying to do this thing where I have like this funky like podcast intro thing going on practice makes perfect right but if you have ideas you know on how to help a sister out then get in touch with me you know for the intro thing how to make it like more vibe and more live i'll tell you how to do that at the end of this episode and seeing as the year is coming to an end this episode i'll be talking about 2020 in review like the things that really got me this year you know the things that got my attention this year and just you know just me rambling a bit about it and maybe some of the things I touch on will resonate with you and um, if it doesn't I'll really like to hear from you and know the things that happened this year that were like really wowza you know for you like it really got you and got your attention so let's chat Okay, so in no particular order, um, things that happened this year that really, really got my attention. Um, I'll start with Adele's weight loss, okay? Like, I love Adele. I've always loved Adele. Um, Talented, um, beautiful, confident, you know, I never probably because I'm plus size myself, but I've, I never really looked at her and felt like there was an issue with her weight in that sense. And um, I've been a fan of Adele, like from the very, very beginning. And even those who in my family who are into music um, like that, I think I'm the one that actually introduced them to Adele. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. And then this year, Adele did something totally amazing, surprising, but amazing. You know, she lost weight and she's not the only um like public figure that lost weight in terms of in entertainment there's this other australian actress i can't remember her name now she was in perfect pitch um and i saw her when she was on snl that's adele um she came i think it was like 10 years after or something like that that she'd been the last time since she was on snl and she looked gorgeous like if i thought adele looked beautiful before i mean right now she's like a goddess um and it was nice to see um with the with the covid-19 with the pandemic and all that uh it did it did get me to take a, a look at myself and you know in my own life and all, you know think about things and one of the things i decided to work on this year was my weight um not not necessarily i wanted to have like a six six pack and bulging biceps not that there's anything wrong with that but i just wanted to be fit you know this year i wanted to wear clothes and look good in clothes um and not be so self-conscious of myself because of how i felt i looked in clothes so this year was you know i started working on my weight and just seeing adele you know in this in this space um that i am aspiring to and i'm working towards was just you know it made me feel like okay this is doable you know because sometimes when you're on this weight loss journey it feels like it's impossible i don't know about anybody but for me there are days when i'm just like i can't do this i remember there was a particular day i woke up and i got on the scale and i and i i wasn't seeing any difference and i'd been on it for like maybe a little over a month and i was like you know what 
rubbish i'm done and i was so moody for that whole day but eventually i was able to like psych myself back into it but you know you just have those moments where it's like this isn't working this isn't worth it um but seeing adele like just seeing her i was like oh my goodness she's beautiful and oh my goodness she was beautiful before you know and she's even more beautiful now and oh my goodness i can do this you know it's possible it's doable i mean yeah you know there are people some people some circles you know talking about plastic surgery and whatnot you know i'm not getting into that but you know it's always good to do do you you know be healthy and whatever and just you know do you at the end of the day so that was very major for me seeing that this year just she, i mean she looks amazing <laughs> she she just looks amazing um the second thing on my list that really got my attention this year was covid-19 of course i was going to make the list uh you know the global lockdown shutdown it's never happened this way before it's never happened that what's affecting the western world is also affecting here like affecting everywhere everywhere um it was um, it was surprising it was scary um i mean it's still scary because it's still going on you know but it's it's you know it it just it came out of nowhere it came i remember because i stay i live in nigeria and um i remember one day i was going to work and i did and I didn't know that was my last day at work in terms of, you know, because they told us, you know, go work from home. But I remember just going, it was just like a normal day. I just went to work. I sat down, you know, turned on my my laptop, was doing some stuff. And we'd been hearing like the, the rumors about it and all that. And to be honest, if I want to be honest, it, it, it just seemed like something that was happening somewhere else, you know, until like my boss called a meeting and she's like, look, you know, covid there's someone you know in nigeria patient you know zero whatever they call them you know blah 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 and so um we're going to be shutting down everyone's going to be working from home and i think i talked about that in my first episode where eventually from working from home for like um, like two months then if i was um let go you can listen to that and you know episode one if you want to know more about that but yeah you know it was such a surprise it came from nowhere you know and um it was very difficult for a lot of people to adjust to it i remember there was a joke then it was like oh this is the year of the introverts um and i i see myself as an introvert but you know it was very difficult still for me just adjusting my life to to a different rhythm and a different pace i remember i actually realized in the whole lockdown shutdown thing that i didn't have home clothes i didn't have things to just wear and sit at home like 95 percent of my clothes were for going out were work related and then the remaining five percent that were home were like you know worn out bottoms and you know shirts with like maybe some holes in them <laughs> like so sad you know and you know so it was like going from and there was also this thing like being defined by my work and by what i do you know going out in the morning and meeting people and all of a sudden it was tough and it's still tough for a lot of people and it's still and it's still tough for all of us in one way or the other i just want to encourage everyone going through the you know just this whole craziness you know god help us god see us through by his mercy this all comes to an end but yeah 
it make it definitely makes my top 10 20 list of things that happened this year that just like yanked my chain um the next thing on my list is the NSAS protest in Nigeria. Okay, so um, you may not have heard of this. You may have. It was trending for months on Twitter. It's still it's it's still on, on on Twitter, you know, but not as it was like in October. Um, so what what happened? For those who need a little bit of background story, so basically, the NSAS protest was a fight or a protest. Um, by citizens of Nigeria against police brutality. There was this unit um, called SARS, I think they're called like anti-robbery squad um, unit, and um, they were put in place to protect the citizens from, you know, kidnappers and robbers and all of that. But it turned, they got there in this uniform, in this offices and started to harass and so many cases murder those that they were sent to protect um it was chilling stories that were coming out you know during this protest chilling stories of people being killed people just going missing the police just taking them up you know um forcing them to part with cash to part with property threatening threatening to just shoot these people because they don't they're not willing to give them money or they say i don't have any money you know it was ridiculous and i remember just hearing these things and for weeks weeks or days you know i just couldn't i couldn't function like the stories were so horrific um, there's this particular one that I mean there's so there's so many but there's one that stands out for me about the father who who had his son you know his son was taken by these um, SARS officers and they made him pay so the, he went you know and what did the boy do I don't know, I think it was just like maybe at the wrong place at the wrong time kind of situation and and the father went and pleaded for his son's release and they refused and then they demanded that he if he wanted his son released he needed to bring like three million naira or something ridiculous like that and this man had to go this father had to go sell his property sell things off and then he brought the money and then they sent him to a river um where allegedly this um this um office unit these people dump bodies they just kill these young men because it's mostly young guys kill them dump their bodies in the rivers they took the money from this father and allegedly just sent him there to go and look for his son among all those the corpses out there i mean heart-wrenching stories um but one of the amazing things for me about the nsas protest was just seeing that it was possible that Nigerians could actually we could all just say do you know what this is rubbish enough of the nonsense um I loved that it, it was very encouraging to me because we come from a culture and I think it's the same in African in most African settings it's this culture where regardless of what your elders are doing you you are not allowed to speak up you know you have to respect them even when they're doing something completely wrong so there's a lot of suppression of a young of the younger generation not to talk and not to voice and not to speak and 
it has even filtered into governance where we have governments who do things that are ridiculous do things that are that are just completely unacceptable and we just have to to take it and so it was very encouraging it was very life um you know giving for me to just see that do you know what we can actually say no we can actually say no so so that movement the stories that came out from that movement totally um surprising to me So the next thing on my list, still relating to the NSAS protest, is how the Nigerian government chose to handle the protest. I mean, instead of considering dialogue and and just hearing these people out, instead of choosing to take visible and tangible actions, um, there was a thing going on five for five. What what citizens, Nigerian citizens, were basically saying, like this is what we want the government to do so instead of doing that instead of that on october 20th 2020 peaceful protesters for the NSAS protest were murdered by nigerian military forces i mean that will forever that will go down not just in the history of this nation but in the history of this government that you killed your citizens because they were exercising their right in a democratic country to protest to say these people are killing us and so because you couldn't shut them down you had tried everything i mean just go online and just see you'll see pictures of of just all the things that were done to discredit this protest to suppress this movement you would see and you will be amazed Um, For those of you listening who have no idea what I'm talking about and then instead of you to You just you know, it was it was almost for me. I just perceived it as They just saw that you you know, they couldn't kill the beast Or they couldn't stop the beast and so they decided to kill the beast Because they were threatened by a peaceful protest. They were threatened by the unity You know of the Nigerian youths of the Nigerian majority um, and if you're if, if you're listening to this and you know it makes sense to you how the Nigerian government have chosen to handle this even up to this time, freezing the accounts of this of um, protesters, um, calling them terrorists, you know, um, gaslighting the whole situation like it never even happened. If in any way it makes sense to you, I'm open to being educated, right? I'm open for you to say, okay, this is why it makes sense. Um, and I'll be like, oh, okay, if I see what you're saying, I'm, I could be like, okay, but I just don't see how that makes sense. So for me this year, that was one of the things this year that truly, truly, um, it, 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 it hurt and it happened and I couldn't believe it happened. So moving on to something less, um, depressing, if I may say so, is the U S election that made my list for my 2020 review. Um, you know, I mean, it's still playing out in a way, even now, as I'm speaking, but the way the whole thing went down, the f- will I say the first half or the first part of it, it was, I mean, I kind of like suspect that it wasn't going to be easy because I was monitoring like the whole build up from where I was and how things were playing out in the media over there. 
but I won't lie, it got it. It surprised me. Um, it it surprised me. I mean, Trump refusing to concede and declaring fraud, and I'm like the United States of America fraud, like never, like the way other countries of the world especially like third world countries like nigeria just see america as like this perfect symbol of of everything right and good like it it just was a mess and i don't know how i mean i don't know how they it like with i don't know how america is going to recover the image of so many of us in the eyes of so many of us who have who look at it like perfect nation perfect country perfect everything um because even over here in nigeria we use the the judicial system in america as like see how it works over there and we use you know election processes in america and say see how it goes over there and then all of a sudden to be in this place where it's like fraud and you know and all like all the things that are wrong quote-unquote with us on this side and then all of a sudden it's also wrong on that side it was like oh my goodness what's happening um and it's still playing out like i said you know in in an in a way like all this ballots being recounted and and all of that and i guess we won't know really what it's going to be i mean i don't think we'll know really what it's going to be until next year whether or not um the new president-elect Biden is going to be in the White House or however that will play out but like I've never seen an American election with so much drama in my entire life and maybe there have been in like in eras where I wasn't born but like in my lifetime this is the most dramatic and the most edgy election that has ever taken place in America and I just couldn't believe it I just couldn't believe it was happening so another thing on my list (laughs) we're walking down we're walking down mexit the exit of prince harry and his beautiful bride american actress Meghan markle that i did not see coming um i i it, it was it was huge it happened earlier in the year so i think a lot of us have sort of like by this time kind of like used to you know it's it's not a big deal but when it actually happened it was all anyone was talking about on social media in the news in you know over a cup of tea or over a soda drink it was all anybody was talking about oh my goodness harry and megan out out um i have my thoughts about the whole thing which i won't really get into but that that was really that was that was big you know that was big i think and i think that was big for everybody um some people yeah praised it some people like loved it some people were like oh this is what you guys needed to do and other people felt like it was an insult to the queen it was an insult to the monarchy um megan was called all sorts of names basically because they just felt she masterminded the whole thing and how harry is a puppet and whatnot but I'm ready to get into what I think about it. But I'll just say, it 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 got my attention when it happened this year. It it got my attention, and I was then when it just the news just broke. I was like following it up. I even wrote something about it, um, for for the 
company I worked for as a feature writer, I wrote something about it. Um, just saying like, basically, you know, they were damned if they did and they were damned if they didn't. You know, either way, it was just one of those things where if they stayed, they were being hated and being bashed about it. And if they left, being hated and being bashed about it. So in that kind of scenario, what are you going to do, you know? I think that's that saying like, you know, is it stuck between the rock and the blue sea or something like that? So you just have to pick quote-unquote the lesser evil and I think that's what they picked and that's what they went with and I wish them well in their journey um next thing I like to talk about is the purchase of Paystack okay so you may not know what Paystack is if you're not Nigerian so I have something written just to talk about Paystack so Paystack is an online payment gateway that enables merchants to accept credit and debit card payments online from customers and in Nigeria and in most parts of Africa Paystack is huge it's huge and it was um, it was founded by two young Nigerian guys I can't I can't really remember their names now but two young Nigerian guys I think like early 30s i will say which is very um is not very common in this part of the world okay so that's why it it, it when their company got purchased by stripe um also an american like online payment processing company for internet businesses it and it was like huge big deal and it happened this this whole thing the news broke in the middle of the nsas protest and the company paystack was purchased for over 200 million dollars and it was this young early 20 30s sorry i think they are both early to 30s this young guys just it was huge it was big and it was part of the you know it, and i think one of the things that foiled the nsas protest was just seeing that there's a possibility for for young people to prosper for young people to do well because it just over here it does feel like the odds are against the youths like the odds are just against the youths the the next generation everything is being done to just keep us in our place you know and but this was good this was good for me just to see these people though you know who are being sort of like kept behind bars and kept behind lines and told oh you can only go this far and you can only do this much and just to see people who crossed over that and i said to myself norma you know what you're going to cross over that whatever is the boundary whatever is the line that has been placed in sand or in stone you norma my love are crossing over that and i'm saying that to you too especially if you're a Nigerian who also feels the same way like everything is being done to frustrate your moves and your intentions and your work you are crossing over the line okay whatever they're trying to do ain't gonna work we are crossing over so that was like really really big this year in Nigeria um, was so was we were so I didn't I don't know these guys from anywhere but I was like so happy I was like oh my goodness I'm not getting a share of this of this money but congratulations like this was it was very encouraging for me it was very motivating it was very but it's possible it's like what i said about the adele thing it's possible you know you, the mind and and people say things are not possible but it is possible and that was what this this big purchase said to me like it's possible and cross over be determined to cross over the line it's not going to be easy you know it's not going to be easy the system We'll try to fight, but we're crossing over the line. Somebody say, Amen. 
So finally on my list is something that actually happened here in Nigeria again. <laughs> and um, it happened with uh, BBC Lagos, the Lagos office. And okay, so last year, a bit of backstory. Last year, there was this documentary um, called Sex for Grades, which was about um, lecturers in Nigeria. I think they did something about Ghana. I'm not sure, sure. Anyway, so lecturers in Nigerian universities who were, you know, asking for sexual favors from their female students in order to pass them and and let them, you know, advance in their in their grades. And um, so what happened was that sometime I think last week, or depending on when you're listening to this, may have been weeks ago. Um, the the lady who was the face of this documentary, and you can just check online. I'm sure that you know the internet never forgets so this lady who was the face of this documentary and the alleged um originator of this document of this idea she was not she wasn't the face of it so it was someone else came up with the idea someone else was put as the face of the idea and now someone else is getting awards um instead of the person who came up with the idea so to say and so as the whole conversation was going on on social media um, allegations, people who like know about BBC Lagos, there were some people started talking about how toxic that environment is, um, to working. And it made, it got me thinking about my own experience working in a toxic environment. And, um, it's not about, it's not the place I talked about in my first episode, neither is it the place I refer to now. Um, you know, as where I worked as a feature writer, but it was a while back, I worked in this place for like a, a year plus and it was a nightmare walking in a toxic environment is a nightmare and I don't know what it is because a toxic environment is because of people a toxic relationship is because of people so I don't know what makes people toxic I mean I'm sure the internet is filled with something if I really care to research and find out but I like for me like humanity basic humanity is kindness it's kindness. So I it it always shocks me when I just see people who are incapable of doing that. And working in this place was it was so difficult. I remember mornings where I would wake up and I would cry. I remember at least two incidents or so where in this place I just I either walked out of the office and found some place at a corner of the street somewhere and I just cried or I walked into a toilet and locked myself up and cried. It was so difficult. It was so difficult to be in this place. And when I eventually decided that, like, no, you can't, you can't forget, I mean, the coins, the pennies, what, the pounds, the dollars, the naira, whatever it is you're getting in this place is nowhere compares to your mental health. I was being seriously undermined. I was... I was made to feel so small. It was horrible. It was just it was just a nightmare. And eventually I left. And it was a very difficult decision because I wanted to leave to something. But regardless, it didn't matter how I was, you know, going, I was going for interviews, applying for jobs, nothing was clicking. And so it was making me even stay on because I was like, I don't want to leave and be doing nothing. But eventually I just told myself, look. You have to leave. This this isn't working in any way. And it's not easy. It's not easy when you're in a toxic environment, a workplace, or even in a toxic relationship. It's never easy to make that decision to leave. It's scary because, you know, you're, you're leaving the known, regardless of how traumatic the known is, for something unknown, which, which is scary. 
But thank God, I mean, it just took me like three months or thereabout, and I was able to find something that was completely amazing. And whenever I think back at that time in my life, I always wonder, I'm like, imagine if you just never left. Imagine if the fear of, I'm not sure I would see something else, kept me there. Like, I don't even know what my story will be because that place was horrible. It was horrible. And it was very, it was very um, vindicating for me because someone who worked there like a year or so after I had left, eventually resigned and then took to her WhatsApp status thing and was like, you know, like thank god i've left a toxic environment and i was like finally like i thought i thought i was making this up this place it was it was such a nightmare you know so that that whole bbc lagos thing you know it got me just really thinking like it's it's not easy i, I don't know as human beings i think we should not i think we should do better you know i came across this thing um online and it was like everyone is going through something and the least you can do whatever it is you do today be kind like i be kind it doesn't it doesn't take anything away from you nothing nothing being kind is the easiest thing that you could do and being kind it's is you all it's pay is a pay forward kind of thing because showing kindness to person a you know person a shows to b b shows to c and somewhere down the road that kindness you showed comes back to you um and I do believe in this, and I'll close with this. You know, the Bible does say whatever a man sows, he will reap. Um, and I do strongly believe in that, that we have to be careful the way we treat people because however we treat people is eventually how we're going to get treated somewhere down the line. Um, and there's also this saying that goes, hurt people, hurt people. And that's true. So I think in answer to my question, like what makes people toxic? I think a lot of the toxic people are going are people who have been hurt and just don't know how to heal from whatever hurt or whatever pain they are carrying. Um, but I do hope that they get help because they just make they make things really painful for people who haven't done anything to them by just being mean. <sighs> anyway. So that's where I will end this episode. This is a really long one, but I hope you really enjoyed it. Um, so yes, like I said in the beginning of the episode, how will you get in touch with me? If you want to send an email, if you want to chat, um, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Tisjoni Moore on Twitter. Long story. I'll get into it maybe on an, on an episode. <laughs> or you can send me an email at transitionspodcast at gmail.com transitionspodcast at gmail.com so until next time enjoy your journey and i'll be seeing you